Alrighty, Fitness Retention Podcast. Today we have got Josh York of Gym Guys. This story is crazy. Josh founded uh, Gym Guys in 2008, and a few years later he started franchising. And as of today, he has over 200 franchises, and he's got actually, I couldn't believe this, but um, we talked about it. He's got the fastest growing fitness business franchise of all time. This guy's energy, this guy's passion, and his commitment just seem unstoppable. And we talked about building the Amazon of fitness. And when you're done listening to this episode, I think you will know that he has the the drive to get it done. Uh, I was really pumped up <laughs> by this interview. Um, I also want to mention that I am going to URSA this year. I'm really excited about it. I hope that I get to meet a ton of new people, a ton of people who have been on this show. I would love to connect with you if you want to link up at URSA or before or after. We can figure it out. Uh, Shoot me an email at agymotion at gmail.com. That's agymotion at gmail.com and we will put some time down to meet also want to say thank you for giving me feedback on the website. Um, all of your feedback is very appreciated. And lastly, want to just mention that my sweepstakes is still going on till the end of the month. So get your emails in. Tell me your biggest retention challenge and what it would mean for you to solve that. At the end of the month, I'm going to give away three hours to two different companies of free consulting work. I'm just going to try to help you get a handle on your retention. So anyways, let's get started with Josh York, CEO, founder of Gym Guys, the fastest growing fitness franchise of all time. Here we go. The Fitness Retention Podcast would like to welcome Josh York, CEO of Gym Guys. What's up, Josh? Alex, how are you, my man? Appreciate you having me on. Of course. Um, I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Um, for the people that may not know Gym Guys, why don't you give us a little backstory and kind of tell us what you guys are up to? I know there's some really big superlatives that you guys have going on with your growth, but um, why don't you introduce it rather than me uh, butchering it? Sure, not a problem. Yeah, so we are, so, so what Gym Guys is, if you haven't heard of us, and if you haven't, I could cry but I'll get over it. But uh, so right now we're actually the fastest growing franchise brand in the world. Um, we've actually grown faster than any other fitness brand in history. We've gone international faster. We've created a new category. Think of us as the Amazon of fitness. We are literally delivering the workout to you. We bring the workout anywhere, your home, office, pool, park, place of worship, hospital, senior homes, assisted living facilities. You want to work out in the parking lot, we make that happen too. At the end of the day, what, what does Amazon provide? Convenience. That is exactly what we provide, convenience. And that's the future of the world. And people want to obviously have, you know, things just delivered to them. And that's exactly what we do. It's super exciting as far as our growth. You know, currently we have 271 locations. We're in 32 states and we're in three countries. And we've done this in four years. Uh, in 15 years, I say this right now, I, you, know, you know, people say it's the vision. I call it, I call it my fact. You know, most people don't know me. I'm wired very differently. FYI, I don't do not drink coffee, but we will be the largest fitness brand in the world mm-hmm. in the next 15 to 20 years. And the chances of that not happening, you have a higher probability of seeing elephants fly. <laughs> so 
I'm a big believer of speaking things into existence and it sounds like you are as well. When you think about the growth of your company and you compare it to a company like Amazon, when did you start to, when did that connection happen in your mind? Like when were you like, okay, like we can do this. I know we can do it and it's going to happen. So it's quite simple, Alex. If you don't believe you won't achieve. Okay. And whatever you obsess over, your obsessions truly can become your possessions, but you have to be sickly obsessed. I don't care what anyone says. You listen to me right now. And anyone who is actually going to listen to this is going to get such value, but you have to listen. You have to be obsessed, number one. Number two, you have to believe. If you don't believe, yes, you will not achieve. And if you don't have patience, you will lack results. It's that simple. Okay? I started this in 2008 out of my parents' dining room. I've been doing this for 11 years. We've only been franchising, you know, four, going into our fifth year now. But the vision's always been in my mind. I saw it back in 2008. Okay? To give you a quick story, I literally created a holiday it's called National Swiss Cheese Day, and I wrote about it in my book, and it's pretty simple. I used to train a billionaire, very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I obviously admired the guy, looked up to him. He had like everything in the world, everything. And uh, when I told him about my business that I wanted to start Gym Guys, I, he laughed at me and told me it was like Swiss cheese. It's got too many holes in it. Hmm. He said, I'll never succeed. Well, fast forward seven years later, I was on the front page of the New York Times in the business section. And he called me up and apologized. And every year on August 1st, I FaceTime him. I get a half a pound of Swiss cheese at the deli. I've, I've been doing it ever since. And I just let it sit on my desk. And you know what? You choose your own destiny. You want to surround yourself with negative people, negative things will happen. If you want to talk about, yeah, well, hopefully, maybe that can happen. Oh, I'm sure we could try. Those are all the wrong words. Mm-hmm. If you're not a positive person, positive things will not happen. Mm-hmm. misery truly does love company as they say and you can obviously shift that and relate that into many different vehicles i uh i love that you buy a half a pound of swiss cheese that is <laughs> like the the nicest middle finger you could give someone <laughs> um why is this your obsession josh like wh- why are you obsessed with this and why are you obsessed with i mean ultimately what it what it sounds like is you want to enable your company to help as many people as possible. Why are you obsessed with that? That, 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 is, that is our goal. I want to I wanna help. I, want, I always say I want to change lives. That's what we talk about. But I want to do it on the entrepreneurial side. Mm-hmm. And I want to do it on the consumer side. Hmm. I could tell you stories that, that could possibly get you emotional that you might break down crying of lives you've changed and crazy stories. I have a client that literally tattooed my name on her foot. I kid you not. I told her not to do it. But you're talking about a woman who was over 400 pounds who was drinking 17, one seven Slurpees a day. Jeez. Someone who wanted to get bariatrics even do it. And I'll never forget, I bought a brand new body analysis machine and I didn't know the weight limit. And when she stepped on it the first time, it said error. She started breaking, literally broke down crying. I'll never forget that day. And I told her, you know, I will change your life. I promise you, I will change your life. I literally changed this woman's life. All she wanted to do, her goal was to get married and have two kids. Mm-hmm. She's never been in a relationship, nothing. The reason I, I've never put a, a PR a press story about this is because she never wants me to put her name out there and she doesn't want to be involved. But mm-hmm. I talk about it all the time because it's so moving that I'm actually getting chills right now when I talk about it. And she still calls me every month and cries. But she's 160 pounds. She has two kids. And now she's about to have her third kid. 
and she lives in Florida because of me. This is actually personally one of my clients. I haven't trained anyone in seven years now, but one of the ones that I originally started with back in the day. That's powerful. That's so powerful. When you can change someone's life, mm -hmm. that's powerful. When people chase money, people, you will fail. It's that simple. Money comes, but you have to be able to, you have to have a purpose. Yep. That is the purpose. That's what we want to do. We want to help people. So when you, I mean, like, I, I think that story is extremely moving. And as someone who has been training for six years, I, I have a few. I, I would never claim to have a 240-pound loss. That is insane. My most powerful is having a, a gentleman come over from China, barely speak English, start training with me. And, and in a year and a half, he put on 50 pounds of muscle. Um, he was obsessed with this idea that changing his body would change his attitude and would change his social life. And, you know, he spoken into existence. It happened and he's a stud now and it completely changed his life. But when you do that one time, you kind of think like, how can I scale this? Like, how can I change from helping one person in, let's say a year, like dramatically transform their life to a hundred, to a thousand, to 10,000, et cetera. Um, so that's something that I want to talk about with you. Like, is just the results that you've got with clients. Um, how, like, how do you quantify that? Is there like a total number of pounds lost? Is there like, what are you doing to quantify those numbers? Yeah, look, we've had we've had hundreds of thousands of pounds lost over the years. Hundreds last year, we had over. Uh, I got to check the number, but somewhere around nine, ten thousand pounds lost. Damn. Um, you know, you know, when you talk about scaling now, when you, you're asking me scaling from a, from a business perspective or scaling from clients, like, well, what's your question there? So my question is when you were thinking about how to go from changing an individual's life to changing groups of people's lives, what, what made that shift in your, in your thinking? Like, was it, was it from the business angle or was it from the actually helping people angle? Well, it's from the business angle because, you know, it, it's really twofold, though, because the first fold is, you know, look, doctors and trainers are no different. A doctor without patients is unemployed. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a trainer without clients is unemployed. Mm -hmm. But every trainer in the world, and I've been that person, wants to clone themselves. They would love to clone themselves because there's only so many hours in a day. and There's only so many sessions you can do in a week. Mm -hmm. So I said, how can I make money when I'm not working, but at the same time, create this mothership of just a business model that can help so many different people. Like as we're talking right now, I have people training in Hawaii. I have people that are about to start in the United Kingdom. I have people literally training in the West Coast. Sessions are going on right now. I don't have my dashboard open, but I can tell you how many, but it's definitely hundreds going on right this minute. Yeah, I remember like, you know, when I, when I, you know, as a trainer, I was like, my God, I lost another session today. I'm not getting paid. That's the life of a trainer. And most, most trainers, you know, are trying to figure out how can I work on my business, not in it. Mm -hmm. And that's a big challenge. So that's how I looked at it. And this is how I was able to obviously fix both of those issues. Yeah. So, so what does retention mean to your business, Josh? How do you look at retention? Well, well first off, we measure it by our MPS score. That's very important. And our score is actually off the charts. I don't know if you're familiar with the net promoter score. I am. Um, Okay, so so we've been at a ninety-four for the last four and a half years. Ninety-four. Ninety-four, and that's and I, I'll send you screenshots if you don't believe me. No, we've I'm been not. at a ninety-four, and me. our service is absolutely exceptional. 
it is so professional and so exceptional. You have no idea, but we, we obviously, we have a, we have a, we have a great training platform. We have great franchise family members. We have great people on our team. You have to surround yourself with great people. Mm-hmm. That is how we measure it. And it's very, very, very successful. We, we're usually getting tens across the board every single time. So it's very rare we get a low score in there. Maybe, maybe it's interesting to look at the people that you're bringing in and the people that are franchising gym guys or franchisees. What do you do to retain them? Or, you know, how do you help them develop and build their personal business so that you grow as well? Yeah, well, we're obviously providing right, the right systems and tools. And sometimes, unfortunately, you know, maybe it's not, maybe it's not a right fit. If it's not, we're not going to bring that person in our system. We don't sell franchises. So just to be very clear on that, we award them. Okay. This is not like, let's sell you a franchise and we'll just sell anyone. Yeah. You have to have the drive. You have to have the passion and you have to be able to take constructive criticism because you know what? <clears throat> sometimes people think they have all the answers and that's not, that's not true. Okay. You know, I don't have all the answers. <clears throat> you got to learn from other people. <clears throat> and if you're not willing to do that, you're not going to move the needle. Um, but you know, we're providing uh, literally a turnkey operation, a blueprint for you to be successful. All you have to do is follow it. That's it. But you know, I tell everyone this all the time, McDonald's, they have locations that close to be exact. There was 138 that closed last year. Mm-hmm. If you close a McDonald's, that, there's a problem there. But the fact is, and I know this because I, I'll take my son sometimes <clears throat> to McDonald's and I'll literally go to the one in the next town because the one by me is not clean. I don't get a good vibe in there. People aren't happy. Hmm. Everything's about presentation. I always tell everyone this. We are not in the fitness business. We're not in the in-home service business. We're in the people business. Mm-hmm. It's about people. Everything is about people. You want to be successful, you build relationships. I always say if you can be friends with a, a criminal and you could be friends with a billionaire, you will be successful because you're able to adapt. Mm-hmm. That's very important. So when we're looking at, and, and I, I think it's interesting because I work with a lot of clubs, gyms, health clubs, studios, you name it. When we're looking at like the total population of the U.S. We got roughly 350 million people, about 55 to 58 million of them have a fitness or a gym membership. So your, your total addressable market is huge. Are you going after the people that have membership or that don't have a fitness membership or does it not matter does not matter we have people that still go to the gym you know they, they, we don't have a competition so it's really that simple there's no competition for us we have people that go to the gym a couple of days a week and are using us for that individualized attention we have some people that go to the gym and are working out with their corporation with us we have some people that go to the gym and then they're in their senior center a couple of days a week it's all over the charts there's the, you know some people look at us as competition in the gym space but there is no competition You know, we have tons of people that, you know, take spin classes, go take a kickboxing class. We do that as well, but sometimes they want to be in that group atmosphere at at a location. That's fine. But at the end of the day, everyone's busy. People have kids, people have their lives, you know, to get to the gym in the morning and drive there and get your stuff. If you got a shower there and park and walk in and check in and put yourself in the locker and then work out. Next thing you know, you're distracted by two people. You start talking and then you got to do that whole cycle again to go home or whatever you got to do. That's a lot of time. Mm-hmm. See, as, 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 as I continue to grow and our business grows and I grow as an individual, I, I've learned now over the last year and a half, the most valuable thing for me is time. Mm-hmm. 
Like, and I do things that people won't do. Like, I literally just came back from San Diego yesterday. I was out there Sunday. I got there at like 11 o'clock at night. I was there for a very big meeting. I was there all day. Mm-hmm. Then I took the red eye home at 9.55. I got back here at 6 o'clock, rushed home to shower, and then I had a, a, a team day with new franchise family members here. Hmm. Most people wouldn't do that. But if you're not willing to be uncomfortable, you're never going to be comfortable. That's simple. Do you, uh, do you sleep much, Josh? I try to get like four or five hours a night. If, if five hours is pushing it, but usually four hours. But yeah. I'm also, listen, <clears throat> I'm also a very different type of person. I, my, my, my drive, look, I can tell you this right now, Alex. I, I'm just that confident and know that. That I've brought, I have so far brought the most energy to any of your podcasts you've, you've ever done. That's a fact. I'm also going to bring the most knowledge. And I'm not saying that by any means in a cocky way. I'm just that confident because I know that for a fact. It's I just would, that simple. I would love, do you know the name Mike Arce? No. He runs a, uh, the number one lead generation company. And he, you, you and he are very similar in your belief. And I think it's awesome. Like, if you come on and you're just guns blazing, going to know that you're going to add value and that everybody listening is going to get something that can make them more money or change their attitude. I am 100% for it. So, um, yeah, I think, I, I mean, just from talking to you for a few minutes, I think your, your attitude is second to none. Um, so one of my favorite quotes is create, don't compete. And it sounds like you have done that in your life. You don't view others as competition. You view what you have created as completely stellar, right? Yep. So is there anybody who in the future might be trying to emulate you or copy you or do anything that you feel like actually could threaten your business? Well, listen, people are going to copy. We already have people copying. All I'm going to say is good luck. First of all, one thing I'll tell you, if you don't evolve, you die. That's number one. Yep. Number yep. two, we're 11 years ahead of everybody else. And there's a reason why no one has ever professionalized this concept. People have tried, they failed. <clears throat> it is not easy. I'll tell you that right now. And, you know, if, if, if I was <clears throat> in a situation <clears throat> where I am now, and I'm like thinking from a trainer's perspective, and listen, the, the fact is, you know, Unless, unless so trainers are really driven and they want to obviously succeed, you know, most trainers, they, they, they need to change their mindset because they don't believe that they can make more, but they have to have the right mindset. That's very, very important. And in that situation, if you don't have that big dream mindset, we won't even award a franchise to someone like that. You know, most of the people we're bringing in are middle-level managers because it's unfortunate because some people don't have that mindset. That's very important. But, you know, when you talk about competition, when you have a system that's there for you, that's a blueprint, that's turnkey, that allows you to make a great living and obviously do great things, that's really, really powerful. And that's second to none. Yeah. But as far as someone yeah. copying, good luck, honestly. Because look, you know, I remember when, when they asked the Blockbuster CEO about Netflix and he's like, oh, yeah, we're not worried about it. The problem is with them is they didn't want to evolve. And, you know, if you don't change, nothing's going to change. It's just that simple. You have to constantly be evolving. Although we've created a new category, we're constantly evolving every day. How has your business evolved over, let's say, the last five years? Oh, my God. Crazy. Just from a technology perspective, we used to do things on punch sheets and 
all crazy stuff, you know, like everything is like very automated, you know, we've taken a lot of human interaction, you know, like we've taken a lot of humans out of the process. Hmm. We've made it where it's so scalable that, you know, it's just, it's just easier for people to run their business without having to focus on certain things from mobile applications to, you know, certain tablet apps and, you know, consumer experiencing, you know, applications, just stuff like that. So that's constantly always evolving. And, and, you know, the thing is, you know, people talk about like, you know, websites and email, like you don't know what's going to look like in the next 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, websites might not be popular anymore. You know, email might not be used. You know, most people like now, like even when I text, I use voice notes. It just gets the message across faster and it's just easier. So, you know, obviously everything's about being easy and simple and that's kind of how the world's shifting, you know? So what do you think maybe, let's look at a, a big brand name, Jim. What do you think are the things that, could make them successful that have made your gym success or sorry, your business successful. So like you, you talk a lot about evolution. How can big kind of legacy fitness companies evolve to better serve their customers? Make people happy. That's simple. Hmm. And would you, if people are not smiling. If people are not smiling, nothing's going to happen. Remember, everything is about people. That's what it comes down to. People, people, people. You have to make people happy. Hmm. Simple. What level of what level of feedback do you get from your clients, Josh? Like, are are you? How do you know, aside from Net Promoter Score, that you are making people happy? Well, the real, the real, the real fact is the, the MPS score, that's very, very effective, but we're obviously, you know, we're obviously constantly getting feedback from them. You know, we're, you know, sending out surveys, we're doing in-person stuff, you know, coaches that are in the field are responsible for that. Mm-hmm. You know, all this, all this stuff is constantly being done all the time. So that's how we know, you know, that we're doing a great job. Can you, can you disclose a little bit about what your in-person feedback gathering systems look like? Because I'm fascinated with this idea that companies often feel that surveys do the trick. Surveys definitely help, but a real conversation is a totally different level of data that you're getting from a customer. Can you disclose a little bit about what that process looks like for you? Yeah, well, some of it's proprietary to a system that we've created and it really, you know, from an interaction perspective, it's very different, but you know, just obviously, you know, communicating with, you know, people that you're seeing every day. And, you know, if we're there in person, we're making sure we get that information. You know, sometimes we're incentivizing, but we really focus hard on making sure we're getting that information because we want to know and want to hear. If it's, if it's something that's great, we want to hear it. If it's something that's not great, we want to hear it because there's no such thing as perfection. Mm-hmm. I always say let's shoot for 85%. Mm-hmm. That's a good number. Because no, no one's ever going to keep a van as clean as I would. No one's ever going to, you know, make sure you know, their, you know, their handshake is going to be, you know, firm enough, but not too firm. No one's going to ever make sure every time you answer the phone, sound like you're super, super excited every single time. There's no perfection. What's a piece of feedback that maybe was negative that led you to make a change in your business? You know, sometimes people talk about prices, you know, and they'll say we wish it was lower. It's quite simple. You know, if you're going out to an event, whether it's a male or female, let's use a female, for example, and you wanted to buy that nice dress, mm-hmm. but it was an extra 20 bucks, or you could have got the other dress, you're going to buy the nice dress because you see value there. You like it. You're going to look great. There's value in what we provide. 
you could spend less money and not get results and not get the service you're going to get. It's just that simple. Everything's about value, but you can't, you can't be shown how we provide value unless you actually are, are with us to understand what we're going to provide. Mm-hmm. But you know, the fact of the matter is I'm going to be honest with you. I know it sounds like almost like not true, but we don't get much negative feedback. Our service really is that great because I've perfected it over the years. Hmm. You know, I've been doing this, like I said, from 2008 to 2014, before we started franchising, I've killed myself and still do in every single way to perfect this business to be the best. So I can literally help every single person that wants to drive a business and not have to worry about how am I going to get clients? How am I going to follow up with them? What system do I use? How do I do this? How do we make sure credit cards are being run? How do we make sure we're not getting overcharged? How do we make sure we're getting marketing? Hmm. That's done. It's all done for you. I think that level of that level of support, I would say, is unparalleled by, I mean, from anybody that I've talked to. Um, I think that's one of the big mistakes that a lot of gyms often make is they don't have the systems in place to ensure that their employees feel empowered for success. And well, if you don't, if you don't have, if you don't have the right culture, you will never succeed. It's totally, that simple. Totally agree. Completely agree. Um, so I generally in this show focus on three big questions, Josh. And the first one is, what are you for in the business of fitness? What makes your mindset unique about how you approach business and how has it served you well? Like I said earlier, people. I just love helping people. That's what I'm in this for. I love, I love making a difference. I love doing great things. I love being able to have someone share a story with me and tell me what, what I, you know, what, what, you know, I have done personally or one of our team members have done for them in their lives. I love hearing when little Johnny makes the football team or when something horrible happens, like someone gets picked on, which is like the most horrible thing in the world. And we're able to help them and we're able to make that difference. That, 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 um, that, 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 uh, you know, really, really moves the needle for me. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, what it sounds like is you care. <laughs> I do. Yeah, very much so. Um, one, of the, one of the other big questions that my listeners really like and that I usually tend to see a lot of value in the actual answer is, what's something that every fitness business can do starting tomorrow to make more money long term? Have values. And how, you don't how, have values, you'll never, succeed, you'll, you'll never succeed. So we have values here, and our core values are very important, and everyone has to align with them. And I'll never forget when I created this, and when I created it, and it kind of ties into you know, my podcast, which is Fuel Your Drive, because fuel is one of our acronyms, drive is one of our acronyms, but you know, drive it represents determination, respect, integrity, versatility, and excellence. If everyone doesn't align with those, you'll never succeed. It's just that simple. And, you know, when, when, when some of my early member of our family members in our franchise system said, oh, that's kind of corny, you know, why are we, you know, what are you talking about? Like we recite those values, whether it's a one-on-one meeting or whether it's a team meeting. Mm-hmm. If you don't have values, you can't grow as an organization. And if you think you just fly by the seat of your pants, it's never going to work ever. You have to have a plan. You have to execute it. You have to have a strategy, but you have to work together as one, no one. And listen to what I'm saying. No one in history has ever grown something alone. Mm-hmm. Teamwork makes the dream work. I, uh, can, you, can you repeat your, your DRIVE acronym maybe a little slower? 
Yeah, yeah, sure. It's determination, respect, integrity, versatility, and excellence. Hmm. Okay. I like that. Um, and you, you wrote a book recently called Fuel, what it, what it Takes to Survive as an Entrepreneur, right? That is correct, yes. What was the process of writing a book like for you, Josh? Well, it was definitely a long process, but I'm also, I told you a lunatic. So, you know, I got it done. There's always time. If you ever tell me you can't get, you can't get something done. I, I, I look at you like you're crazy because I get everything done, but I'm also up very early. I'm up. I get more things accomplished by 6 a.m. than the majority of the world, but that's just how I roll, you know, and I don't care if I don't, if I don't go to sleep, I don't go to sleep. Like when I got off that red eye and I went right to the office and got in there, I, I still got my workout in that day. I don't stop. I don't make excuses. I literally, I wasn't feeling good. I felt like I had the flu this morning. My body was aching. I still don't stop. Most people be in bed. I still worked out. I pushed through it. I still take my ice cold showers. I stood outside for 20 minutes almost in my boxers in the freezing cold. Then I jump in the shower. That's just how I roll. I do these things for mental toughness. That's very, very important. Very important. What do you think teaches mental toughness? I mean, those, I would say those, the things that you're doing are not normal and i don't mean that as like a slight i mean that as you know listen we weird listen weird weird equals rich Hmm. normal equals poor Hmm. remember that Hmm. and how do you do that you just do it that's why i love nike i support nike and i'll tell you right now my favorite book the best book in the world and anyone who wants to go into business shouldn't read it because everyone thinks entrepreneurship is this wonderful thing. People love saying, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, I am not an entrepreneur. I have many jobs. Mm-hmm. I'm a therapist. I'm a firefighter. You know, sometimes I do social work. You know, sometimes I negotiate deals. I, I, I food shop. I buy snacks. I can go on and on of all my different jobs I do. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm very big on EI, which is emotional intelligence. But how do you do it? You just do it. People say, man, you are so motivated. What do you drink? What energy drink? I don't, I don't take any of that nonsense. It's called discipline. It's physically impossible to be motivated every day. You don't think I get down and depressed sometimes? Yeah. But you'll never see it because I'm an actor and I'm an owner. Hmm. That's how I roll. It's just that simple. But if you're focused enough, you just make it happen. The reason I do some of these crazy things is because I want to be one of the hardest people on the planet. It's just that simple. And most of the things I do, people can't do. They can't handle it. They can't do it. You know, when you're aching and you have 103 fever, the last thing you're thinking about is going to the gym. I don't stop. I, it's just that simple. I just don't stop. Hmm. Is, is Shoe Dog the, the book you were talking about or referring to? You didn't, uh, didn't say the title. Shoe Dog, yeah, Shoe Dog. Yeah, sorry. Greatest book. Great, the greatest book of all time. And I'm actually most likely I'm working on it. I might be meeting Phil Knight, actually. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I'm trying to get him on my podcast, but, uh, yeah, he's my idol. I love that guy. You know, the problem is, like I said, entrepreneurs, is just such a dirty, dirty game. You know, people don't understand that people don't understand people. Listen, if someone thinks, you know, they want to be an entrepreneur and if you want to be an entrepreneur <laughs> and look, I say our franchise family members are entrepreneurs, but it's a little different because they don't have to experience the pain I did. They have the system, but I will tell you right now. If you can't take those punches to the stomach and that feeling you get when you hear bad news and the feeling where you can't breathe and you're hyperventilating or that, that horrible anxiety you might get sometimes, then do not get involved. 
Because it's just, I've seen more negatives in my bank account over the years building this than sunny days in California. It's just that simple. Hmm. But most people don't look at that because people don't look at the finished product, uh, at what it took to get there. They look at the finished product. And when I released my book, I sold eight, over 8,000 copies in eight weeks. I couldn't even believe it, to be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't plan on having it sell like that. I just put out a video and then when the trailer just pretty much sold the majority of those books. Hmm. Um, but the reason I put it out there, and I haven't even shared all my stories in there because I'm going to save that for the big book one day. But I just put it out there to really give a taste of what it takes. With not not many, there's not many books out there and stories that really talk about how how hard the struggle is. Yeah. Like Shoe Dog, and that's why I love Shoe Dog because it really tells you about the struggles. It tells you about all the crazy things that that man went through. He's a lunatic, and I got so much respect for that guy because you got you know you got to have real real you know balls and real toughness to be able to handle what it is to be an entrepreneur. His navigation of the Onitsuka partnership or deal and like looking at the, his partner from Japan's inside of his briefcase, I was like, Oh my God, I cannot believe he did that. Um, yeah, but think about what it was when he had to pay that guy over a million dollars and he, and all his, all his stores went, went bounce payroll that day. Yeah. The stories in that book are absolutely insane, hmm. but that's what it takes. And when you're down, you gotta, you gotta attach to something to make you realize like this is part of the process. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as overnight success. I've been doing this 11 years and we're, and I, the fact of the matter is I'm just getting started. And in 10 more years, I'm going to say the same thing. <clears throat> if you lose your passion, you lose your drive. If you lose your drive, you have no fuel. That's why you have to fuel your drive. It's that simple. I, uh, I really like the combination of acronyms. It's great. We have lots of, we have lots of acronyms here. What, um, the third main question that, that I ask on this show, Josh, is What's something that every fitness business can do to save time? Because time is something that you've talked about earlier. It's something that a lot of big timers talk about is the only resource that you can't get more of. So a lot of people that I talk with in help are wondering how to basically grab hold of more time. So what's something they can do? You have to put systems in place. It's just that simple. If you want to scale, you have to put systems in place. And I'll give you an example. And number one, I would suggest everyone reads the book, um, The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. That's a very good book. And that book, and I'm sure you probably have it, that book teaches you and it gives you, and gives you perfect examples of what, it's, what it talks about. You know? And I, I, you know, I just glimpsed through it. I, I understand. I didn't have to sit there and read the whole book. Like, it's, it's about people need to understand why you go in for business and what you need to do. But if you want to really save more time, you know, you have to be able to work on it, not in it. Like the hardest thing for me, the hardest thing for me was stop when I stopped answering the phone years ago because I'm so good at it. But, you know, like even like, you know, people always call me a trainer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I love, I love training, but I wasn't really a trainer. You know, I was always thinking about the big picture. and I knew I had to do this to get to where I needed to be. But in order to scale, I can't be a trainer anymore. Mm-hmm. But when you're not, when you're not working effectively, and you're doing things that are wasting time and not delegating, mm-hmm. that's where you cost yourself. And that's why you have to create the right systems to think about how you could scale so you can put more time on, on getting things that are going to move the needle. 
most people waste time on the, on the wrong things. Selfishly, I'm really interested in this topic because that's a tra transition that I made from about a year, year and a half ago till now was not focusing on training and not focusing on my income, but focusing on the future of my income and how to actually balloon that. Let's, let's so, put it like this, not to cut you off, Alex. Let's put it like this. Yep. Okay. I was making a lot of money before I started gym guys. Mm -hmm. I mean a lot of money, like in the high six figures, mm -hmm. not the low six figures, the high six figures. Mm -hmm. Now think about this. Now most people be like, Oh my God, they start buying, they'll start buying Lambos and Ferraris and Bentleys. That's not me. I drive a pickup truck and that's never going to change. FYI. Number two, I literally took all that money and knew it wasn't scalable and I knew it wasn't going to last forever because not everyone's going to need me at some point. I will burn out because it's impossible to scale to be a trainer mm -hmm. unless you're obviously, you know, have a great opportunity or you're going undercover boss and you get a big promotion. It's just not going to happen. And I went from that to having negatives in my bank account on a weekly basis, mm -hmm. every week trying to figure out how I'm going to do it every single week, having more stomach pains than you could possibly imagine. I used to puke sometimes in the morning because I would deal with such anxiety, but all this stuff has made me to who I am today that made me more mentally tough than probably majority of your average human beings. Mm -hmm. But the point is, is when you talk about this transition, it's about vision. Mm -hmm. I'm extraordinary when it comes to vision. I'm a visionary. That's what I do. I'm also an executor, but I focus on my strengths and I, and I delegate my weaknesses. But when you transition, you have to think vision, think the future. Most people think short game. Okay. If you're going to think at a micro level, you'll get micro results. Mm -hmm. If you think at a macro level, you'll get macro results. Mm -hmm. That simple. Mm -hmm. I think of that a lot with gyms. And I mean, again, I, I live in this world of helping gyms, but so many gyms are doing what will help them two or three months from now, but will have no effect in 10 years. And to actually build a business that, is going to be successful in 10 years, you need to be able to zoom out and look at it that way. And I think that that's a huge opportunity for a lot of companies is to be like, okay, you know, how could, I mean, really you're going to put some gyms out of business, Josh, like companies job should be to figure out how to not let you put them out of business. The, listen, the, look, I never talk bad about anyone because that's just a bad thing. And I, and I wouldn't say that, but what I would say is if, if gyms don't figure out, and, and gyms are never going to die, some will, but the majority of them are not going to die. But if you don't figure out how to create a better experience, because everything's about experience. And I'll use Toys R Us, for example. Toys R Us died because they lacked experience. If I was the CEO of that company, number one, I would have never gotten bed with Amazon. Mm -hmm. Number two, I would have got rid of all the toys for the most part and start having Fortnite parties, slime parties, Play-Doh. I would do all types of crazy stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And they would have survived. It's just that simple. Switch the toys to, you know, the online basis and make the store more about, you know, look, I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid, right? You could always be a Toys R Us kid, but they should have created that experience that you're going to always be a kid, have fun. Like I would have brought back like, you know, from my days, like, like, like Nintendo. And I would have had like duck hunt challenges. I would have been playing Mario Brothers 
I would have had like competitions where you could win, you know, you could win gift cards to like buy toys online. Like, aren't you getting fired up by what I'm telling you right now? Like, how cool would that be if you and your buddies had like Duck Hunt? I don't know if you remember Duck Hunt or if you're too young for that, but you know, you had like, you know, you would play like Sonic the Hedgehog on like Super Nintendo and you have comp like that's exciting. People be lining up the block for that, but they failed. That's the problem. And I'll tell you right now, Bed Bath Beyond is going to die too. Unless they start having, you know, parties to fold towels or you tell me what you can't get online at Amazon that Bed Bath Beyond sells. You tell me nothing. Nothing. Well, it's really funny that you mentioned that, Josh, because one of the biggest, like one of the biggest things that I've seen in San Francisco, and we'll just use San Francisco as an example, is a very forward thinking city the best bars in San Francisco aren't bars. They are places where you go play video games, places where you go play ping pong, and like a number of other things that you can do to pass the time while you drink their beer. And I think that's the future for gyms too, is like, how do you get someone to spend four hours there and spend $25 every time they walk through the door rather than pay $100 for membership for the month? right? Like the best businesses are more than just what they are now. They are a roadmap for what the future could actually be and how people spend their time and money. I think that, that like, what you're talking about is, I mean, even from like the Toys R Us, I'm like, oh man, that's pretty smart. <laughs> um, all right. So I know that we are on a little time crunch here. So can we wrap with two last questions? Sure. Number one, what is a book or a few books that you've read recently that had a big impact on you? Um, re recently, uh, I'd have to say, you know, I've, I've, I, I kind of listen to it over sometimes. I like it. It's just a great, great book. Um, and that's, um, uh, what's the name? Um, think, 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 what is it? Think, uh, think and Grow Rich. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really good one by Napoleon Hill. That's a good one, but I'm just gonna go back, <clears throat> go back to Shoe Dog. Mm -hmm. I just love Shoe Dog. That's just that. That just that just schools any other book. And obviously, you got to be in it to understand and know what you know. Obviously, what your goal is and what you want to do, and that's how you should align yourself with what book you want to read. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I try to crush a book a month. Sometimes I crush more, mm -hmm. but you know, you just have to obviously. Uh, you know, I love Shoe Dog because it's really helped me, you know, and that's kind of like my therapy mm -hmm. when I'm like dealing with any type of challenge or issue. It just makes me relax more and be more calm because I just say, you know, Phil went through it, you know, mm -hmm. that's simple. Like if an athlete is not doing a great job and they're, let's say a basketball player, mm -hmm. that's fine. Think about Michael Jordan. He's been relied on to hit more shots during, you know, <laughs> big games that he's missed. Mm -hmm. Look at that guy from what, what was that? That football game recently from the Eagles, the best guy in the Eagles. I don't really follow football much, but he missed like he missed like some huge catch, and he's like the best player in the team, and he was like crying. That's life. Yep. You fail. I always say this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. That applies to success, and that applies to failure. Mm -hmm. You're never going to be up all the time, and you're never going to be down all the time. Mm -hmm. But you got to find the balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I uh, I think that that's this too. I mean, you don't think about this too shall pass as a as a like in terms of success, you think about it in terms of failure, but I think that's a really interesting way of looking at it. I'm kind of like going, hmm. <laughs> um, 
Okay, last question, Josh. Um, where can people find you? Where can people find Gym Guys? How can they be exposed to you and the company? Yeah, well, you could you could find me. I'm on LinkedIn. I also just joined Instagram recently um, at Josh York GG. So you can follow me on Instagram. Um, you can follow us at Gym Guys with a Z. Guys is an acronym. Genuine, unique. You can do it. Zero excuses. Um, you know, I love those acronyms. But you know, you can check us out on our website. Find out more information. And uh, that's pretty much it. <clears throat> awesome. Well, hey, um, Josh, I know you're a busy guy and you probably have more hours in your day than 99% of people, but I just want to thank you for taking the time to join me on this podcast. Um, I've learned a lot and I, I'm sure the listeners will, will learn a lot and take a lot from this podcast. So thank you for spreading some knowledge and wisdom. My pleasure, Alex. Anytime. All right. We'll talk soon. Take care. All right, that was episode number 45 of the Fitness Retention Podcast with the unstoppable Josh York, CEO, founder of Gym Guys. I just think it's a really cool idea. I think that a lot of his predictions are really bold, but a lot of his mindset and his desire to improve the industry, um, I think it can only help him in, in completing his vision. So Really glad we had the opportunity to have Josh on and um, just thankful for his time. Also want to lastly mention that the retention calculator, the free tool that I designed to help your gym get a, get a stronghold or an understanding of where you currently are as it relates to retention is available on my website, which is agymotion.com. That's agymotion.com. Also, feel free to shoot me an email. My email is the same thing, agymotion at gmail.com, agymotion at gmail.com. And uh, let's talk. Let's connect. Let's get introduced. Let's improve the industry together. I would love to learn more about your business, and I would love to have the opportunity to help you create a better experience for your team and for your members. If you're interested, shoot me an email. And again, thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.